3: Radio with Resquita and Robert. It's May twenty fourth, two thousand fifteen and it's our Sunday brunch show. Now I know that we're normally on every Sunday at six Pacific time, but uh every third Sunday uh we usually have uh our brunch show. But I know what you're thinking. Hey This is the fourth Sunday, isn't it? (laughs) So, but we had to reschedule. But joining me here at the studio helm is Sifu Robert Deal, my esteemed co-host and brother in the martial arts. Sifu Bob, how's it going over there in sunny Burbank?
1: Uh, Well, well, the sun is actually just starting to come out, but it's been cloudy for the last couple days. Uh, This is, you know, what's really funny is here, the weather people are never right. Thursday night, they're saying you're gonna have a wet commute in the morning. I I come I I come out of the house to go to work. There's not a cloud in the sky.
2: <laughs> However,
1: in Seattle, they just huh. have to say it's gonna it's, it's gonna be raining today, and you're pretty sure. Well, yeah, it's gonna be raining.
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. At least we know that. Except sometimes, uh, sometimes. Uh, you know uh one of our one of our weather gods over here cliff mast he uh, sometimes he's wrong and uh we're like hmm okay you know like yesterday it was supposed to rain and it did not <laughs> so it was like oh, all right well whatever <laughs> anyway um uh, tune uh, keep tuned in listeners cuz a little bit later we hope to have for those of you that don't know who Gloria Hendry is, she was re- she's an actress and she was really popular in 1970s uh, action films such as Black Belt Jones. She worked side by side with the great Jim Kelly. And she was also the first African-American woman to be cast as um, James Bond's first romantically involved uh, African-American uh, love interest. So... Um and and I don't remember the name of the movie. Oh, Live and Let Die, Live and Let Die. I think it was Roger Moore's first Bond flick back then, and that was in nineteen seventy something, 73, 74. three, seventy four. Don't remember. So anyway, keep tuned in, folks. We'll have uh, we hope to have Gloria Henry
1: joining us a little bit later.
3: All right. So what else is going on over there?
1: Oh, not a thing. I'm gonna enjoy this three-day weekend. We're doing a Memorial Day car show at Valhalla, uh Cemetery tomorrow, which they have a huge Memorial Day event every year. And right this on. time, we're we're doing a car show, uh, breakfast, uh, really paying tribute to uh, all of the the best out there. It's really Very a good cool. time. They have a parade with dignitaries and and. Uh, We've got, oh, I I forget how many cars are actually scheduled, but last time Mm -hmm. I heard it was like 195,
2: which is actually a
1: big show uh, for out here. And and they have no parking lot to hold this thing in. They have all these roads all over the place that are just straight on roads that people drive through to pay respects to their loved ones in the past. Uh, to go to their gravesite. So we're just gonna have these roads lined with cars. It it's That's gonna be a awesome. really good thing. It's good good tribute day too.
3: Yeah, it is. It's a good tribute to the vets. And I I wanna uh send a reminder out there to any of our young people that might be listening. Um Memorial Day, you guys, is not National Barbecue Day. So
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's not I have a three-day weekend away from school. Yay day. It is a day to remember the veterans uh, past and and present um, of their, uh, remind us of their service and the sacrifices that they made for our country. So keep them in your thoughts, everybody. All right. Well, let's get moving on to our birthdays, announcements, events, health news, weird news, and all that other great stuff. So let's go ahead and start with birthdays. Sifu Bob, who do you have for birthdays?
2: Well,
1: birthdays this week I have uh Sifu Manuel Marquez. His birthday is today. Uh right Chow, a uh local actress model, uh in LA. Uh her birthday is also today. Half Gracie, one of the Gracies, his birthday is tomorrow. Uh a good friend of mine I went to high school with. Uh Robert Harris, his birthday is on the twenty sixth. Another uh, old-time friend, about 45 years. Uh, His birthday is also on the 26th. Master Jimmy Willis, uh, which you and I had met at the USCMAS event uh, uh, three years ago now. His Mm -hmm. birthday is on the 29th. A dear friend of mine, Amy Davis, her birthday is also on the 29th. And those are my birthdays
4: for the week.
3: Awesome. All righty. Well, I have a few. Uh, I want to send a belated birthday out to Viola Brumba, a Chen Tai Chi sister here in Seattle, Washington. Happy birthday. Her birthday was yesterday. Um, today, the Guru Mike Castro, a Dose uh brother of mine, his birthday's today. About two, I'm scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scrolling to Vincent Barbierato. His birthday is on the 27th. Um, I also want to send a uh, shout-out to one of my old students whose uh, username on Facebook, I won't give out her real name because uh, there's a reason why she's got a uh, <laughs> username, Race Stoller, one of my students from the uh, early 1990s. Her birthday is on the 28th. And the Saturday, May thirtieth, uh the Sanukas Headquarters Homestead. That's uh the headquarters for Sanukas Roo. Um the the uh style that uh, Grandmaster Daryl Sargent um promotes very heavily. And uh and I think that's it for my birthdays. So for everybody having a birthday the week of the I don't even, where's my calendar? Oh, my goodness, I'm still on January. <laughs> for everyone having a birthday the week of May 24th through the 30th, this tune's for you.
2: Hola. You.
4: It's your birthday. We're here to party and sing to you. He's from
2: me. me. Hope you are bueno. The fun will The whole day through.
4: From the gulf to the mountains, the city lights and fountains, we hope your
2: birthday's excellent. You are another year older, so perhaps you should be generally awesome. Because today is your day. Hola, you! You deserve a grand fiesta, and later on fiesta, and the best of everything.
3: birthday, everybody. <laughs> I love that little ditty. <laughs> Always makes me want to have Mexican food. All righty. Let's move on to announcements and uh, events and all that other cool stuff. So do you have any announcements on your end there, Sifu Bob?
1: Of course I do. Of oh. course. Uh, oh. As of yesterday, it is two weeks officially. Till the martial arts event of the year, uh, mm-hmm. Masters Hall of Fame, and uh, that's June 6th at the famed Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood, California. Uh, tickets are going fast. I just found out yesterday that uh, our entertainment this year will be a Tycho drumming group, uh, which is always good. You've, you've seen them perform. I've seen them a couple times. They're really amazing. Uh, they're going to be there. We're going to have such celebrities that were confirmed as uh, Cynthia Rothrock, uh, Don Wilson, Don Wilson uh, James Wilson. And I just spoke to, personally, uh, Frank Dukes last night, and he's going to be there. And Frank is always so cool. It's really funny. I said, uh, hey, Frank, do you mind if I put you on my table? And he that is a exact word for hell, yes. I love you, brother. And that was amazing to me for him to say that. So that was a good thing. uh we've got activities planned between you and i uh bowling uh uh dinner uh I oh, we lost rusty oh no, but anyway, we have some events planned while our ambassadors are here. Welcome back.
3: Oh, Skype! Gotta love Skype! Gotta love Skype. <laughs> uh, I was
1: just, I I was actually just going into our uh, events so that we have planned for our inductees. Oh, uh, cool! Thursday th- Thursday June 4th, we're we're having a bowling night. Friday, mm-hmm. we're doing a, a tour of the museum, and we're having a, a, a dinner down in LA Chinatown on Friday the fifth. Saturday, we're having a uh, gathering of bullwhip enthusiasts in Griffith Park.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then we're doing a lunch thing. And you and I are probably going to be down at the Roosevelt about 2, 3 o'clock to help set up and, and uh, that sort of thing. Uh, Sunday, we have nothing planned yet. But I'm sure something will come up with our inductees, a tour or something.
2: Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, cool. I
1: I
3: suggested brunch probably, uh, but it kind of depends on what people are doing. I know Grandmaster Daryl, one of my inductees, um, is off to do a seminar, I think. And uh, another one of my inductees, Pam Soldoff, I think she'll be driving out to Vegas, but it kind of depends on how things go that morning <laughs> for them. So, <laughs> so we, right. we don't know what's going on on Sunday, but we'll play it by ear.
1: So. Absolutely. It's just going to be a great time. Tickets are going fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but thank God I had the board open, because sometimes when I don't hear you, mm-hmm. I think it's me.
4: I think yeah, maybe well, I I drop.
3: Was, yeah, I thought it was you at first. And I'm like, there's something weird about this, because normally I can still hear that we're on the air, you know, even if we don't, you know, have you on. Uh, but I'm like, uh-oh, I wonder if Skype dropped me. <laughs> and sure enough, a big blue window came up and said, you've been dropped. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know, and then, awesome.
4: And then the, the window popped up and said, end
2: episode now. And I went, no! <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so note, note to Bob, if it says, end this episode now, just ignore it.
1: <laughs>
2: yes,
1: yes, I And I did, I, and it kept popping up until you came back. So I did ignore it, so it was pretty cool. Now, (laughs) I don't have the the other event open. Let me get to that. Dragon Fest. There it is.
2: We've got Dragon
1: Fest Fest coming up July 18th and 19th -hmm. at the beautiful Burbank Holiday Inn Media Town Center in beautiful downtown Burbank, which Mm. I I, I absolutely love because it's about five minutes from me.
2: (laughs) So (laughs) we won't have
1: to like drive far. And that's that's another good thing about uh the salt name. Usually it's it's been I think you were inducted in uh Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Uh I think as I think I was too as well. Uh mm-hmm. but it's been to long beach last year. And every place that it's been, we've had to get a hotel. Yeah. Not this year. We don't have to. It's literally ten minutes from me on the streets. I don't yeah. even have to take a freeway.
3: Yeah, so it's I think right that's, over the That's o. pretty cool.
1: It is, and Dragon Fest is the same way. I don't. If I took a freeway to the Holiday Inn, it would actually take me longer <laughs> <laughs> to get there because there's more <laughs> twists and turns.
2: Right, so, right.
1: The people that are going to be there are first Citizen Bank, uh, MarshallInfo.com, dot com, West Coast Ming Chun, Samuel Quark. Wing Chun Temple, Sifu Clark Tang, Sidekick Publications, Jeremy Liu's Hyperactive Monkey, Daryl Vidal, The Museum Store, The Stunt People, Way of the Ballad Song with Paul Factora, James Santee, The Underdogs with Philip Reed, Ed Parker Jr., The Martial Arts Kid with James Wilson, The Chemist, Art Camacho, Trent FX, 2K Customs. Now, 2K Customs is really cool. They made a sign for Dragonfest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little, uh, it's it's acrylic. It's heavier than hell because it is. It, it's thick plastic. They actually have the whole thing lighting up and changing color. It's really cool. It was. Whoa!
3: A, it lights up.
1: It lights up. <laughs> it's really cool. Oh, you didn't see it last year?
3: Yeah, I I saw it, but I didn't see it light up.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, it plugs in, lights up, changes color. I it's really cool. It would have been they donated it of course to the museum, but it would have been about twenty five hundred bucks if they hadn't donated it. Wow. Uh, Valley Martial Art Supply will be there at Sal Saul Kalalu with Lua Weapons. Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. Mark mm. Chewy Kane Masters. Uh Robert Parham. Yeah, You know, that was funny, because before the show, you asked me how you pronounced Robert's name, Parham or mm-hmm. Farham, and I told mm-hmm. I just told you I never pronounced it Farham, and I just did,
2: <laughs> because I was I was reading copy right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, ma- <laughs>
1: Martial arts, mania, samurai sports. Those are the vendors. Now, the featured guests, which are really cool Joe Montegna from Criminal Minds, Steve Oderkirk from Gung Pao, End of the Fifth, Cynthia Rothrock, Benny Arquides, Fumio Demora, Oliver Gruner, Albert Leong, Douglas Wong, Kerry Ogawa Wong, Don the Dragon Wilson, Art Camacho, Sal Kowalu, Philip Reed, Simon Reed, John Temaki, Carl Totten, Robert Shaw. James Liu, Eric Lee, Takubota, Bill Riyosaki, and Cecil People. Those Then that is the lineup for Dragon Fest
2: 2015.
3: Right on. So if anyone's going to Dragon Fest, stop by the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio booth. And uh, if uh, you've got any ideas for um, show topics or you know someone that wants to be uh, that would like to be or would be interested in being a guest on our show, or if you want to feature your art and uh, talk a little bit about your school or your philosophies and want to be a guest, stop on by, and uh, you'll get on our, uh, I guess, our sign-up guest queue lineup,
2: <laughs> I guess.
1: And I think probably this year we're also going to be offering, like we did last year, any listeners, guests, past calls, would like their own show. We still yes. have spots available during the week.
3: Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we would love to have other martial artists or uh, motivational speakers or uh, health practitioners or what have you join the Seika network on blogtalkradio.com. So, yeah, come on by, and we'll tell you how to get started. And we provide all the training. You don't need to go to a studio. You can do it in the comfort of your own home. I'm in my pajamas right now. <laughs> All you need is a computer and, uh, well, a fast computer, unlike mine, which is why I probably get dropped a lot. Uh, (laughs) um, That's all you need, and we provide all the training. So, yay. Pretty cool. Cool. All right. Let's see. Do I have any announcements? Um, I do. I just want to keep reminding our women martial arts friends out there about the Pacific Association. A Women's Martial Artist Annual Training Camp. It's going to be held August 14th through 17th in Boulder Creek, Colorado. At Colorado, Boulder Creek. <laughs> <Shoot>.
2: <laughs> Not
3: Colorado. California. I was thinking Boulder, Colorado. Oh, my goodness. Boulder Creek, California. California at Camp Campbell.
1: And we've got all. And I think we lost Rusty again. <laughs> this, and this is where live radio really doesn't pay off. And she dropped and it says and episode again. Rusty, come back, please. It sounds like that movie Shane. Shane, come back. And you can tell I suck at improvising. But as we wait for Rusty, we've got some really, really good uh events coming up. Uh Dragonfest is going to be off the hook this year. They expect uh two thousand or more uh Guests plus the vendors, uh, it's just going to be an amazing, amazing time. So, if you're local, if you are in the LA area, uh, please come on by and uh, visit the Dynamic Dojo booth, uh, visit the, the Wing Chun booths that got out there. And we still don't have Rusty, so I may move on and just. Uh, <laughs> Start reading the health and everything else. And I'm I'm really stalling, and I'm I'm horrible. And I'm bad at, at at stalling. So anybody out there, care to text Rusty? Say you you did you did drop. <laughs> oh, Rusty, come back. Uh, okay, so Skype is giving her a really really hard time. There she is. I'm I
2: stalling t- it, and
1: I sucked. <laughs> You
3: know, I I don't understand what's going on over here. Here I am talking about slow computers. There's something going on with my router, I think, um, over here. But anyway, I think I left off on uh, how to find more information about PAMA. <laughs> Just go to p a w m a dot org. Sorry about that, folks. I mean the trials and tribulations of live broadcasting. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's uh, I think that's it for for my announcements. Any more announcements on your end there, Sifu Bob?
1: Not on my end, no.
3: All right. Well, let's move on to health.
2: All right.
3: So it's summer coming and especially this weekend which is Memorial Day weekend. A lot of people go out of town camping or spend uh, time picnicking and barbecuing and all that other kind of cool stuff. Um, I just want to uh, put out some tips out there on how to keep an eye out for food safety, whether or not you're grilling at home or planning a picnic somewhere out. So here are some tips for keeping your holiday picnic or summer summer outing healthy. Uh, you want to pack foods into coolers in reverse order of use. So that means putting veg, uh, veg, uh, sorry beverages at the top or in a separate cooler because people will often be grabbing those first and food's eaten later at the bottom. And uh, you want to use enough ice or ice packs to keep cooler temperatures below 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Also, put coolers in the air-conditioned seat of the car and not in the trunk, which can heat up like an oven. At the picnic, place coolers in the shade. Um, also, don't let picnic food sit out for more than two hours. Uh, Set a timer on a phone or a watch to know when two hours are up and either put foods away or throw it away. If the weather hits 90 degrees or above, no foods at all should sit out on the table. The general rule is uh, in hot weather, no food should should sit out for more than an hour. And speaking of not sitting out for very long, you want to take mayonnaise-based salads such as potato salad, coleslaw, macaroni salad, tuna salad, etc. Um, out of the cooler at the last second before eating them and set these salads inside a bowl of ice with plastic wrap over them to prevent attracting insects. Um, Or you can uh, swap an oil and vinegar-based dressing for mayonnaise in potato salad. Um, I have never heard of that in potato salad, just oil and vinegar. That's kind of wild. I've never heard of
1: that either.
3: Then again, I take that back. There's warm German potato salad also, and that has no mayonnaise in it. I forgot about that. That stuff's pretty good. All right. Also, when outdoors, bring your own moist towelettes or sanitary wipes, soap, and paper towels to keep hands clean. So for other food safety tips, um, and you can also get a downloadable app for on-the-spot picnic health pointers, you want to visit homefoodsafety.org. Nope, I, uh, I take that back. Let me uh, let me say that again. It's homefoodsafety.org, and uh, the uh, this particular article that I got these tips from, and there's other healthy food ideas um, on this article. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and post that on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page in just a second or two. So that's it for my health tips for picnics for this summer and for this holiday weekend.
1: Yay. Very cool. Well, now, I've got to interrupt you for a second. One of my okay. inductees is listening, Master Tony Collins, and he's laughing at you.
3: Oh, because I keep, like, dropping?
1: <laughs> no, no, because you said you were in your PJs. <laughs> he he was, commented that that's hilarious. What, you, were, you said you were in your PJs.
2: Oh.
3: <laughs> yep. I'm in my PJs with Winnie the Pooh on them. Mm-hmm. and Tigger you
1: know when are you going to stop giving me opening lines like this
3: you're in your PJs. face
2: yeah yeah okay cool. moving on yes moving on quickly moving on. Uh,
3: All right, so I think let's uh, move on to the
1: Weird weird News. News. Weird News comes to us from Branson, Missouri this week. A big sinkhole discovered Friday near the driving range of a southwest Missouri golf course is attracting the attention of geological experts. The hmm. hole is 80 feet wide and 35 feet deep in some places. It was created actually what? by wow. two separate sinkholes that were formed near the entrance to the top of the rock to the top of the rock golf course near the resort town of Branson. Martin hmm. McDonald, conservation director of Bass Pro Shops, told the Associated Press in a telephone interview. The jack was wow. designed part three course is part of the Bath Pro Shop's own big cedar lodge complex and hosted a champions tour event last month. The sinkhole isn't near it isn't near the main entrance of the course and won't affect play, McDonald said. Geologi- hmm. ge- geologists say such sinkholes are fairly common in the Ozarks because of the of the topography, a feature in which water is constantly circulating through bedrock below the ground. Makes sense. Right. That's why the region has so many and caves, included Lost Canyon Cave, an attraction at the Big Cedar Complex, McDonald said. Hmm. The initial focus Friday was ensuring the safety of the public and the facilities none of which were in danger, geological engineer Gary uh, Pendergrass said. Next week, engineers will conduct a more in-depth investigation to determine the best way to replace the 7,000 cubic foot of material displaced by the hole, he said. But before the hole is filled, it will be explored if there's anything to learn uh, about karst, uh, topography mm-hmm. from the top of the rock perspective, it's not what you want to have, McDonald said. But we'll see if we've got anything unique down there. So they're going to examine this big old sinkhole and, and okay. see if, if there's anything to learn about about the area. Doug Gousy, associate professor of geology and sinkhole expert at Missouri State University, found. Uh, told the Springfield News Leader that the sinkhole could have been caused by a dis- an, un- an undiscovered cave at the recent he- heavy heavy rains uh, that played a huge role in the sinkhole. Wow! wow. Can you imagine? Uh, no,
2: <laughs> no, I,
1: not at I, all. I can't even, That's, I can't that's even, crazy. I can't even fathom that. That's absolutely insane.
3: Yeah. I'll 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 have to agree with you there. Wow.
1: And that is my answer. That is my I almost said entertainment news. That is my uh, weird news of the week.
3: All right. Well, this is entertainment news. All right. What do you got for entertainment news there, Bob?
1: Well, for entertainment news, you know, I understand, because I have a a couple of friends of mine that have actually worked with Robert De Niro. He said he's an amazing person, nice, Mm -hmm. caring, uh, very easily approachable. Well, I guess he also does uh, fees for, like, graduations at college and so forth. So Robert De Niro inspired some very talented art school graduates to dive into the world of antidepressants, telling them that they are opening the door to a lifetime of rejection. That sounds pretty motivational, doesn't it?
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) Then it goes on to say, it's the greatest commencement speech of the season for sure. De Niro gave Tech School of the Arts grads a glimpse into their future with some hilarious comparisons, telling them medical students will get jobs, lawyers will pro- will probably also get jobs, and if they don't, who cares? They're lawyers. But De Niro did offer sound advice in the form of Valium and Vicodin. He rules. What a great insight. Now, I've got to check, and guess what? Without a doubt, we lost Rusty again. Rusty, damn it, get your Skype fixed. Now I can talk smack about her because she can't hear me. And she's probably trying to get back on the air. And we still don't have Gloria Hendry. I did send her a reminder, but you know how these Hollywood types are. And now that I'm talking smack about our next guest, she's probably going to call in and make me look cool. So, (laughs) you know, I really do suck at the improv crap. I'm 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 trying to give Rusty some time to call back in, to Skype in, and she's probably freaking out right now. going, oh my God, I dropped again, and it keeps saying end episode, and I don't want to end the episode because the fact is we can only have one person in control at a time. Then there she is <clears throat> again. I just
3: told,
1: I just told everybody I could talk smack about you because you couldn't hear me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what is going on with my connection today. It's just weird. Okay, so that's third time. So, anyhow. Third time's a
1: star. Maybe it won't happen again.
3: Hopefully. Knock on wood. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, so uh, what else did I miss about the De Niro thing?
1: I uh, just said he. Uh... Gave a whole thing about uh, uh, let's see what did you miss? Uh, Robert De Niro gave some sound advice in the form of Valium and Vicodin. What? <laughs> <laughs> now the thing well, is, he
2: was being
1: re- he was being realistic. It's, right. it's like my daughter wants my daughter wants to go into political science. i was like, you know what? Do whatever you like. Do whatever makes you happy, but don't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's funny.
1: A real business degree, something that's going to work for you for the rest of your life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but one of the things he said, I don't know if you heard, was that medical students will get jobs, lawyers will probably get jobs, and if they don't, who cares? They're lawyers.
2: Right. <laughs> right. <laughs>
3: that's cool. <laughs> oh man, art school graduates. <laughs> Telling them they are opening a door to a lifetime of rejection. Oh my
2: gosh!
1: <laughs> I, I know that that guy has has Tony Robbins on the ropes, doesn't he? The motivation. Uh,
2: it's just wow. <laughs> did, and at the end of the
1: speech, I heard that De Niro doesn't make their their. Uh, he, he he starts. You know, how Tony Robbins does the walk on hot coals bit at the end of his seminar.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, Robert De Niro does the same thing. He said just as they're about to to step onto the hot coals. He trips him so they face plant.
2: <laughs> That's so awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. <laughs> Let's do this,
3: everybody. Let's take a uh, short break about... Mm, three and a half four minutes and uh, hopefully when we come back uh, we'll have uh, Gloria Hendry uh, actress and nominee into the Masters Hall of Fame joining us a little bit later so don't go away folks we'll be right back after this
4: a boy born in Joplin, Missouri was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor the odds of him going on to fascinate millions with his talent one in 260,000 the odds of him having 15 career NASCAR victories one in 1.7 million the odds of a child being diagnosed with autism, 1 in 68. I'm Jamie McMurray, and my niece has autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. You know, a lot of kids in my neighborhood have really bullied me. There's these teenagers around my neighborhood who sometimes just ride around us on their bikes calling, calling a swear words, and,
2: like, throwing stuff at us.
0: He grabbed my jacket just to get in line
2: first. And he was running after me and then he grabbed me by the hood and I started choking. I wasn't doing anything. He called me gay because he didn't like me.
4: Bullying is wrong because it like, hurts people's feelings and it makes you feel bad about yourself. It can make someone feel uncomfortable and scare them and make them not want to go back to school. It lowers your self-esteem and it doesn't just always hurt on the outside. It also hurts on the inside. But do you know what
2: I say when he's bothering me? I say, don't do that. If you don't stop, then I'll go tell the teacher. Stop. Could you please not do that anymore? Just stop. Stop bullying. This is not cool.
3: Hi, folks, this is Restita De Jesus of Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio, and I just want to send a shout out to a good friend of the Dynamic Dojo show, Mr. Justin Harvey. Now, Justin's got two big passions in the world, and those are radio and martial arts. A student of Frank Duke's, Justin is a true student of the arts. Now, Justin has cerebral palsy, but that doesn't stop him at all. In fact, If somebody says that something can't be done, Justin will just get out there and do it, no matter what. He's the host of The Justin Harvey Show and has had guests such as Cynthia Rothrock, Frank Dukes, Ernie Reyes Sr. and Jr., Eric Lee, and many more. The Justin Harvey Show is syndicated on iTunes. So what are you waiting for? Go check it out.
1: Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is TJ Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kulu Lua, Michelle Manu,
2: and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show.
0: The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world.
1: Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? If you do. You can email your suggestions and ideas to Dynamic Dojo Radio Post at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page.
4: You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show
1: with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio.
3: righty. If you want to join the conversation, our phone number here is um, Well, it appears that Ms. Henry, Henry, um hasn't gotten online with us yet. So in the meantime, uh, Bob and I are probably going to talk a little bit more about uh, the mission of the Masters Hall of Fame, um, or if you are one of Sifu Bob's or one of my inductees and you want to call in and just uh turn this into a rap group until Ms. Hendry calls us. Uh please give us a call 347-677-0699 or you can get on our chat board which I'm going to be launching right now. I forgot to launch the chat board a little bit earlier. So what you want to do if you're listening live, you want to go to the Blog Talk Radio show marquee, not the link uh not right there on Facebook. If you're seeing this uh if you're listening to this straight from Facebook, <clears throat> You'll need to actually click the link to go to Blog Talk Radio. Our show mark, main show marquee is there um, and is playing live right now. And just scroll down a little bit and get on the chat board. Um, and, uh, yeah, so so far it looks like we've got our regular listener, Deb Evans. Hi, Deb. How you doing? So, um, so you can go there. Uh, please don't try to respond to us on Facebook because uh, it's kind of hard for us to go back and forth between the studios and – and uh Facebook just get right there on the uh, on the chat board. So Bob, um until we hear from uh Ms. Hendry, why don't we talk a little bit about the mission of the Masters Hall of Fame um and uh stuff like that.
1: Okay, where do you want me to start?
3: Well, how about how about mission. You've been there a lot longer than I have. I mean, you've been an ambassador for a few years prior to me. I I became an ambassador in what? 2012?
2: 13. 13?
3: 13. 13. Uh, That's right. I was asked in 2012 and I didn't get actually quote-unquote like official until 2013. So you've been there a lot longer. Um, So, you know, tell us a little bit about, number one.
1: (laughs) Oh, this is good. I think she just got dropped again or is just about to because uh, she she went quiet and for Rusty to go quiet that's uh, uh, an accomplishment all in itself. So we will talk a little bit about the Masters. Uh, I was inducted in 08 uh, became an ambassador in 09 Uh, I inducted uh, Sifu Rusty in 2000 uh 2011 and uh she became an, uh, an ambassador in 2013 she was asked in 2012 because uh, she happened to uh Wow, we've got we've got callers. I'm impressed. We've got people calling in. Uh let's see Area code eight one eight six four eight. You're on. You're on live with Dynamic Dojo.
0: Hi. How are you, Gloria?
1: <laughs> Gloria. Gloria it, Hendry. It, it, it's such a pleasure to meet you. We we our our host actually dropped off for a second. Uh, how are you?
0: Fine, and you?
1: I'm I apologize for not calling
0: a little bit a little late here.
1: <laughs> that that is quite all right, ma'am. Well. You've had a very rich history, I can can say, with with your acting. Uh, You were the the first – how how do I word this politically – I'm trying to be politically correct. You were the first African-American love interest in a James Bond film, from what I understand. Is that correct?
0: That is correct.
1: Uh, You've been acting a long time, very – how did you get into it? What made you get into acting? Because it was, it, it was, it was tough. Uh, yeah, I mean it's tough now, but it was really tough back in the day when you started in the sixties and seventies. Uh, what made you get into acting?
0: Well, to make a long story short, it's like something that happens when it happens because someone says, "Well, you should be doing this and you should be doing that." To make a long story short. Um. Gosh, so many situations that happened. First, I was modeling for a particular lady back in Newark who had uh, hats, and her name was Sadie Bernay And she sort of pulled me out from uh, the group and said, hey, you know, we were out, happened to be at a party. I'd like you to model my hats. And I said, I never modeled before. This was in the 60s. And and she was fairly well-known. She had a number of people that bought her wonderful, beautiful hats. And so I started there. And out of that, um, friends of mine said, you know, uh, we should be doing commercials. And so it was the beginning after Helen Williams, a top model during that time prior to me, I used to well, look at Helen I'll Williams on the, the magazine.
2: Yes,
0: yes. And she was and she the was first, first black, black model.
2: model. That's right. That's
0: right. Wow. Wow. She was the first black model to be on Vogue magazine, and the situation started from there. And um, everything that we did was always the first this, the first that, the first cool cigarettes I did, the first uh, Bill Blast dress, the first um, uh, Planner's Peanuts, the first um, uh, 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 tuxedo, um, After Six Tuxedo with Richard Roundtree and I used to model a lot together. And um, it was Audrey Smaltz who did uh, Ebony Fashion Fair. And Richard Roundge was discovered from every Ebony Fashion Fair. And um uh Gail Fisher and Emily Yancey and um golly, uh there was so there were a number of us, there was only a handful of us modeling at the time. And so we sort of moved toward commercials because it was the first time doing a commercial. Um the advertising houses just grabbed us up, um, one by one and we began to do that and and then we joined a union, and out of that, um, people were doing films. They say, you know, just having to be at the right time at the right place. But my biggest breakthrough was Landlord with Sidney Poitier and Abby Lincoln.
3: Very cool.
0: Wow.
3: Very cool. No, uh, did you, I'm sorry, did you find that?
0: Hello? <laughs>
2: She, Am I still I'm, here?
1: Yes, yeah, you are still here, Gloria. And I apologize. Uh, Russie keeps calling in during with Skype, and it's really giving her a hard time. Now, with your acting career, you—it's it, amazing what I'm hearing. You—you uh, were really a, a historic in in the uh, a black community. What the doors you must have opened back in the day.
0: Well, it was a number of us um, uh, pioneering, and how do you know you're pioneering until history has been made? You're trudging. Every one of us is trudging through history anyway. You never know what you're going to be, what what your legacy is going to be. So, it happens to be that we were wanting to be in the acting business and falling falling into it in a way, not really. We were struggling when we went out and we started making it serious, but falling into it, not initially picking it for me. I didn't initially pick it. I wanted to be an attorney.
2: <laughs>
0: and uh, my counselor, uh, when I was in uh, high school, patted my hand and said, let's be realistic. You could be a legal secretary. Well, um, you know what I'm saying. Uh, yes. We were Female attorneys were you know, a rarity. And as far as our, he was concerned, that was also a rarity even though it did happen. But um, moving on to say the law business did become a part of my my, uh, my background and still is today because I still ventured into it and that is my sales face that I do. Everyone should have something, my, my grandfather always said, have more than one egg in a basket. So if something doesn't happen in that area, you can always go to the other other skills that you have. And it, it pays to have a multiple skills, like at least three. When one dries up, the other one is okay. When that dries up, then it, then you can repeat and also advance yourself. So that's my motto: always advance yourself, and and uh, information is the key. So in the process of going through, uh, doing landlord, I had the opportunity to meet Sydney Potier, who became my mentor. And um, I would go to his office and ask him for advice, and he was so kind to me. And Abby Lincoln lived around the corner from me.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> um,
0: on Spencer Park West, uh, uh, Park West Village, with uh, Max Roach. She was married to Max Roach at the time. And uh, Claudia McNeil, who was um, a very well-known uh, star on Broadway. And uh, Will Chamberlain lived in the other building, uh, and also, um, golly, Oh, there's so many people that lived in the area i lived in a very artistic um up and coming area called park west village which is a prominent place to live today um mm-hmm. so out of that um i did a, a, a non, lot of non-union movies um uh, that never came out but um bill parrot i remember bill parrot if anyone remembers him he was a director producer and writer he did a film, I think it was called Silver Lady, and I was—I believe I starred in that. But um, after Landlord, I was a Playboy Bunny at the New York Playboy Club um, for oh, at wow. least six and a half years. And out of the Playboy Club, that's how I got um, uh, Landlord. Um, uh, was well, mm-hmm. excuse me for Love of Ivy. Excuse me, I back up. Landlord was not that film. It was for Love of Ivy. That I did mm. do with Sidney Poitier. I, I please forgive me. It's so long, but <laughs> uh, the director, mm-hmm. uh, the producer, Daniel Mann, and um, uh, the casting director was there at the Playboy, and he asked me, "Did I want to um, be in a movie?" And I was waiting tables and uh, being a bunny on the playroom, and you know, people always proposition me and tell me things, and I said, "Talk to the bunny mother." <laughs> 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 Talk to the buddy mother. And they did.
2: They talked to the buddy mother oh. and
0: uh I worked on I worked on for love of Ivy and again it's not landlord, but I did do landlord. But for love of Ivy, mm-hmm. I worked on that for three months. Um and I had a substantial little row there and they cut it out all on the floor.
2: <laughs> oh, oh. Was, Yeah. Yeah. Oh it was, wow! It was very
0: interesting. That was my that was my big introduction to a union movie, and I became I got into screen acting skill there.
3: <laughs> oh, very cool. <laughs> um, so, I'm I'm sorry, Miss Hendry. I, I'm sorry if I kept like cutting out uh, my uh, connection here on my end in Seattle isn't working very well for me today. So I apologize for for cutting out. But at least Bob was there. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> but I, I, on 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 my behalf, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us today. So, thank you, thank you, my pleasure. Uh, yeah, thank you. Now, um, I'm not Bob. Uh, you didn't, you haven't asked about Masters Hall of Fame yet, have you?
1: No, I have not.
3: Oh, well, why don't we go ahead and do that for a second. Now, Ms. Hendry, um, your ambassador in the Masters Hall of Fame that you're uh, slated to be inducted in on June 6th, your ambassador is Mr. Robert Parham. And um, we're just curious as to what your reaction was when Mr. Parham um uh, had told you or if you when you got the uh, notification that you were slated for nomination into the Masters Hall of Fame what was your reaction about that I
0: was ambivalent I was wonderfully surprised at the same time of like I don't deserve it because I know the craft of karate um, that is the art it's it's a life um, commitment it's a way of life mm-hmm. and I really truly enjoyed it for the period of time that I was doing it and I and it is still a part of my consciousness from the training and it was awesome. I was trained by um Cliff Stewart, also mm-hmm. Jerry mm-hmm. Smith, also Bob Wall, Robert Wall. Um mm-hmm. and through and and also I became um I I I became a referee for one of the first uh, kickboxing matches that they had back in the day. And the uh, people wore apparatuses on their hands and on their feet because they knew how deadly their blows were. And today I can't mm-hmm. believe what they're doing. But um, <laughs> I was very surprised. And and they said, you deserve it. I said, really? I said, thank you so much. I'm, I'm humble. And um I will be there. Um Robert um Plyham really said you should be you should be there and I said, Okay, I'll be there. But I want you to know that um uh I I really appreciate it, but there are many more other people that are deserving of this honor.
3: Oh, it's it's so nice to 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 hear you say that. However, uh, me and Bob are going to beg to differ because with such movies that you did, um, like with Jim Kelly and Black Belt Jones, um, and I was a I was a little kid when I heard of that movie, right? Um, your your contributions to your contributions to the martial art world in the media, um, actually the the martial arts in the media is what actually contributed to the martial arts that we know today, um, and the the whole. Uh, the whole mission of the Master 's Hall of Fame is to recognize excellence in the martial arts, and that includes the contributions that people have made to their community um and to the martial arts as a whole. so you are very well deserving <laughs> you are definitely yes. very
0: well deserving so <laughs> so that's my thank on that. you so much for that <laughs> I really appreciate that, but if it hadn 't been for my wonderful trainers, i tell you they were and also the 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 individuals who allowed me to the hell out of them and beat them up (laughs) in the process and allowed me (laughs) to really do what I was trained to do was awesome. And some of those uh, uh, guys uh, that were there in Black Belt Jones are grandmasters today. And um, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing a number of them there. (laughs) (laughs) I think
3: you might. And, uh, you know, you trained under some of the best of the best. In, in the martial arts world, uh, Cliff Stewart um, was a guest on our show a couple of years back and just an amazing man. And, uh, you know, and some of my some of my greatest friends are are associated with him. And uh, now now that we're talking about uh, martial arts in the media and uh, the the movie, in this case, uh, Black Bell Jones, um, can you tell us a little bit about working on set with Jim Kelly and all the other great masters in that movie?
0: Oh, my God, it was, can I say this? I was really, well, first of all, it was fantastic. It was awesome because it was an action movie that, um, Mm -hmm. uh, well, first of all, Warner Brothers, um, uh, when they auditioned for the film, uh, was Jane Kennedy, Vanetta McGee, Judy Pace, Sandra Dobson. It was a number of us there uh, auditioning for the for the role uh, for, to play with Jim Kelly, and he's awesome, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I
2: mean,
0: he's a grandmaster. So the mm-hmm. reason how I got the movie was because I could hold my leg up because I'm I'm, a, I'm an athlete. I'm an amateur athlete, and I could hold my leg up and kick. Uh, I play tennis. I I touch football, saw, uh, basketball, I'm a runner, I'm a bicyclist, I'm a ballet dancer, tennis player, a skier. So thank God for my strength. That's how I got the role uh, to play next mm. to Jim. gym. And they trained me for two weeks. Um, and that's all the time they had in the process of uh, training to for the film. And so they were very careful about who had the stamina. And they chose mm-hmm. me. And, and out of all the wonderful ladies there, so in the process of learning the, the craft, I fell in love with it. And Cliff parted with me to say, Gloria, you do things that from the beginning that will take years for many people to do. I like think so I said mm-hmm. thank you ever so much for that. That was really an honor for you to tell me that. I have no idea what my strengths were like, but um, I could pick up nine forty-fives on each end in the gym, and do uh, wow, and do uh, lifting my legs. You know when you do the incline. And um, mm-hmm. uh, and I, so I didn't wow. realize how strong I was, you know, because it was just natural for me.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. So you never know
0: what your talents are, and unless others let you know. And when you find out what mm-hmm. your talents are, and I probably should have followed the path even much stronger, but it was awesome on the set. Uh, Jim would advise me and um, help me out, and. <sighs> And the, and the guys, they would allow me to kick them, and and we did that scene. I think we repeated that scene maybe once or twice in the uh, uh, bill, uh, when we were in the, the, bill, what do you call it? The bill, the billets, uh, when we were playing, oh, God, I can't oh, remember uh-huh. the game. The billiards, you know, when we were in there. Uh-huh. So um, we only did that about twice, I believe, and um, we were able to get through it because they allowed me to kick them. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I had a lot of fun.
2: I really had a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> That's
3: cool. That must have been before like uh you know the stunt unions like changed their insurance.
0: <laughs> there was no oh, wow. there was there were no there was there were no well they did have a young lady to um stand in for me, but Ed Smith started the Black Stuntmen's Association I think after that. As well as the women, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Black Women Stunt the Stunts Association, Ed Smith, Eddie Smith. Oh, very cool. Because I didn't, wow, I saw her stand in for the first time there, but I don't know if she knew karate. Wow.
3: I was like, I, I was sitting here with my jaw open because I was like, only two weeks they trained you? And two there's weeks. this, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I just barely remember seeing, uh, seeing that movie when I was a kid. And I don't know if uh, any clips of this movie are on uh, YouTube, but um, if there's anybody out there on a computer, go check it out because I do remember the fight scene. And I was like, gosh, you know, wow, cool. It's a woman, right? Because I was a kid and I was interested in martial arts. And I'm thinking, yay, women in the martial arts, right? Um, uh, So I was like, oh, my goodness, only two weeks. And I remember definitely, definitely saying, oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I
0: really was. it, just like her. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow, two weeks. That's that's amazing. That's that's crazy yeah. amazing, man. That man, means oh, man. you
0: give the, the contribution wow. to to Robert Wall, to um yeah Robert Wall Bob Wall, and um Chris Stewart mm-hmm. and Jerry Smith. Oh yes, they were great trainers, and they still are.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm, still are. Wow, definitely yes, ma'am.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, wow. they don't have the. Well, All they don't. Right. Yeah, they still training today. I think. Well, Cliff Stewart mm-hmm. is awesome, and so is Jerry Smith and Bob Wall. They, mm-hmm. I mean, I keep saying it over and over again because they are.
3: Well, I, I hope some of them are listening. <laughs> I do. <too. laughs> that way, they can. Yeah, uh, and that way they they'll uh, they'll hear it straight from you. I hope they're listening, especially especially uh, Guru Cliff. So,
0: well, yeah. yeah, I continued to train with Cliff for at least an, uh, at least a year or two. Personally, I would train with him every week, at least two or three times a week. And he taught wow. me how to fight pretty good. I think we did uh taekwondo and show in mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm.
1: Very cool. Awesome. Wow. That is awesome. Now, I do want to remind our listeners, because we do have somebody else on the line. If you want to talk to Miss Henry, please press one. That way we know you would like to uh uh talk to her, uh, area code three one oh. And uh Miss Miss Henry, what was it like to work with the uh I don't know if I can call him legendary, but uh what was it like to work with Roger Moore?
0: He too was very, very awesome. Well the saint, first of all, there was the saint before and when I met him in um, uh, New Orleans, when I went out for the audition, they shipped me out of New York after I met Harry Salzman, uh the producer, and he said, "How soon can uh, you go to New Orleans to meet uh, Guy Hamilton, a director, and uh, Roger Moore?" I said, "Okay." So they, they they sent me there, first class, first class plane, limousine, the whole nine yards. I hadn't spoken, audition or said one line of the film sat down and got got there in, in the French quarter and had dinner with them and talked with Roger. My heart was in my mouth.
2: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> because
0: it was the Saint. And also and as far as the Bond movie is concerned, I think I don't think I had ever gone to see a Bond movie. And I think this was about the sixth or the seventh Bond film, if I'm not mistaken. Uh after Thunderball, uh I think. Uh, so mm-hmm. after dinner, they asked me, would I like to stay? And I said, no. <laughs> and so they said, we're still looking. And so they sent me out of there. The same day, I flew back to New York, and I went back to my New York apartment, because by that time, I was in California, um, and I had done uh, Black Caesar with Fred Williamson. And that was my first mm-hmm. starring role, and that was in September. And um, I was slated to do Hitman with Bernie Casey. And when I went to, when I went up for Live and Let Die, my, my agent said, you got to go. And I said, you're kidding me. They don't want to see me. It's just an audition. He said, you have to fly back. I said, I have to pay for it? He said, yes. I said, you're kidding me. That's an expensive audition. I said, especially mm-hmm. not you get it. And I'm, I'm also, I'm black, and I don't have a big bust, and I'm not tall. So I know they're not looking for me. <laughs> he said, Gloria, they want to see you. And I said, okay, gag on it. So I footed my bill to fly to New York, and I footed my bill to leave New York. But they sent me down to New Orleans. And a week later, my manager called me and said, you got it. I said, you're kidding. I never read one line. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. Man. And, wow. I, and I had to get my, my shots, and I had to get my passport. I never had a passport in my life. So I had to get my passport, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. They had, in Jamaica, when I flew to Jamaica, first of all, they had Gloria Hendry comes home. I'm not in Jamaica.
2: <laughs> 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 that was the way wow. to get
0: me into the country. Uh, that was the way to get me into the country to work.
3: Oh, wow.
0: Right?
2: That's smart. <laughs>
0: wasn't it wow. exactly. comes home so a lot of people think I'm Jamaican
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow
0: that see you know I didn't know that <laughs> that's
3: pretty wild right? and wow that was an expensive audition you fly all the way there didn't say a line and you get it
2: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, for the cost of a I plane mean, ticket I would have
3: wished for at least one line
2: <laughs> right <laughs> exactly <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! It was awesome. And working with Roger. All my scenes were with Roger, so I was in the limousine with him every day. And he shared every time someone asked him for an autograph, he made sure I signed the paper as well. And um, mm-hmm. and we swam together. His room was right next to me, and with his wife, and his and on the mm-hmm. other side of me was was uh, Harry Salzman with his family. So they flanked me. Wow. But at nighttime, I would slip out at night and get out with the natives of the country.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. so I had a ball. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Right I on. I had a ball <laughs> doing
0: reggae and had a blast. And I fell in love. Wow. <laughs> now, have oh, you been so I had a there good there often?
2: That's
0: right. so awesome. Well I have did you been, for a while. I did. Uh-huh. I did for a while. I would I returned for a number of years for a while because I was in love, you know, and I don't want to mm-hmm. talk up give the man gentleman's name because um, you know, he's pretty prominent. Yeah. So mm-hmm. but um yeah right. um, I did fall in love, yeah. And um I did return aw. in it's a beautiful country.
2: Mhm. Very that's cool. awesome. Well, that's
0: Rusty. We have a caller, and I think I know who this
1: is, but I'm not 100% sure. Can you bring him up? Yeah, sure.
3: Let's bring up the mic here. Area code 310. You're on Dynamic Dojo. Who are we speaking with?
2: Cliff Stewart. How are you? I knew it was you doing. Gary Stewart, how oh, are you? <laughs> how are you
4: doing, Gloria?
2: Hi, Cliff. How are you, Cliff? Oh, thank I'm you so fine, much. I'm doing fine,
4: doing fine,
2: doing so fine. I learned, much, I oh, learned okay, so huh? much
4: more about you listening to the, the blog. It's, it's, it's very, very wonderful.
2: Oh, thank and you. And what I, I like to you. say
4: about Gloria, she is quite modest. As As pretty as she is on the outside, she is the same on the inside. And as a student, Mm -hmm. she would just work, 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 work until she got it perfect. Uh, Her sidekick, uh, it was just uh, uh, amazing, amazing. And her attitude about training and interacting is just uh, fabulous. She's just a fabulous individual. Wow. Wow. Very wow. well, you
1: know, girl, she must have known you were on the line because she said some very nice things about you.
4: Oh, well, you know not. what? Uh, 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 Gloria is always the most gracious queen, uh, uh ever. She's just a, a, a very royal person and speaks highly of everyone. She's just
2: a, a sweetheart. Oh,
0: God. It takes
2: one That's to know awesome. one. I always say. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah.
0: So now, uh, now Guru Cliff,
3: uh, Guru Cliff, uh, Gloria tells us that she only had two weeks to train for, uh, to train uh, for the movie uh, Black Belt Jones. So uh, would you say she was a quick study?
4: Oh yeah, but I didn't train her for Black Belt Jones. Oh. Uh, we trained uh, uh, after Black Belt Jones, but she had. Oh okay. uh, Bob uh, wall. Uh, uh, you know, had Bob, Bob and and Jim and uh, uh, other people there on the set. It was good, but she's just a a, a natural athlete and can definitely pick up uh, points very quickly. And she'll hmm. just work it until she has it perfect. She right has on. that kind of drive. Yeah.
0: I, yeah. I, I failed to I failed to mention Chuck Norris. It was Chuck Norris Studio, and it was Chuck Norris under um, Bob Wall was under the guidance was was under Bob of uh, Chuck Norris's guidance, uh, training. Yeah. So it was his studio. It was Chuck Norris and Bob Wall, and was another gentleman. I forgot his name at the immediate moment, um, uh, but it was uh, Ch- uh, Chuck Norris Chuck Norris's dojo. That's what we yeah. trained. That's where I trained at and in his presence as well.
4: Oh, up on Wilshire Boulevard?
0: Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah,
4: yeah that was probably his school back then. Yeah,
0: and after that, uh, Cliff Stewart and us, Cliff trained me for how long did we? About a year, I think.
4: Oh, yeah, Something it was some like time, that. and you were just uh, one of my best students. And it wasn't Taekwondo. It, was, it was private. It was Hop Keto uh, that yeah, we worked Hop- on.
0: Oh! Cool.
4: All right. All right. I
0: think it was showing tempo with uh, Jerry Smith then.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, or uh, t- oh, yeah. Taekwondo.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So yeah, but that, I, but I just want, I had to uh, to stay on the line to uh, to say what a wonderful lady she is, Whoa. and she's well deserved of the so uh, the accolades and the uh, award that she's about to receive, and I plan on being mm-hmm. there to uh, to witness it.
2: Oh, good.
3: It'll be a pleasure to see you. Very nice. Very Mm. cool. Well, feel free to stay on the line, uh, Guru Cliff, because we're going to keep your mic open. And uh, uh, please, you know, chime in at any time to join uh, the conversation.
4: Very cool. Okay, yeah, I'll stay on as long as I can, but I I have some other things I have to do. But I had to uh, speak my mind uh, and let people know what a wonderful lady she is.
0: Thank you so awesome. much, Cliff, for that. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
4: Well deserved. Well deserved. Awesome. Awesome. Very awesome. cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right, so I'll, uh, yeah. I'll bow out gracefully and uh, let you okay. guys continue, but I will continue to listen. Okay. Well, we'll just uh, mute you, your girl. mic for now,
3: and uh, thank you, girl, for for joining us, and we'll You're see welcome. you June sixth. Bye
4: bye.
3: Friday. Bye bye. Wow. And that was Guru Cliff yeah. Stewart.
4: Right on. Oh that was a surprise.
3: God. You know what's same funny? Here, is that, same um, here. Such a surprise. That
0: was a surprise. Yeah,
3: it was. Because I texted, I texted Bob and I said, Wow, did you do that? Did you text Guru Cliff? And he goes, No. And I'm like, Oh, so he was listening.
0: <laughs>
3: my God. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, my God. That's
0: awesome. oh my <laughs> that God. is so awesome. What a surprise. What a surprise! That's, that's, that's yes, cool. it was. It awesome. was a surprise. And it's, please, please excuse me. I'm so tongue-tied um, here this <laughs> evening, uh, this bad uh, this morning. Um, you know, thinking about the Master Karate Hall of Fame, I'm just, I'm just going wow. You know, so, <laughs> so like like we said I'm, I'm earlier, I'm in a, I'm in a shy, I'm in a shy state. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh my goodness! And you know um, your your ambassador Robert Parham
3: he he picks you know only the best for the for the Masters Hall of Fame and you definitely deserve it for for what you've contributed to the martial arts. Like I said earlier, you know the media has a lot to do with the martial arts um, as we know it today, and uh, whether you know it or not, Gloria, you know your your appearance in Black Belt Jones has. Uh, has motivated and inspired a lot of women to keep up with the martial arts like i I was only about like what seven years old I think when the movie came out uh six i think um and uh I was like, I want to be a black belt just
0: like her. I mean, that's <laughs> you know, So, and here we are. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I, I'm i hoping that that did happen, and that was definitely in my consciousness mm-hmm. when I was thinking about it, that more women should get involved with this wonderful craft because we need to take care of ourselves. And not only that, it's a great way to mm-hmm. keep, it, keep in condition. Mm-hmm definitely, it's a great way definitely to keep in condition
3: definitely i mean i think you know women in the martial arts was um was more so prevalent in the asian countries at that time in the you know 60s and the 70s um but you know it was still kind of new to you know here in the united states for women to be you know well known and to be featured in media for that matter uh doing martial arts and to do something that was you know such a quote unquote man's thing Um, At the time. So, yeah, what a you know, what a what an inspiration to to have, uh, you know, you featured in the in that movie, Black Belt Jones. Very cool.
0: Yeah. And I did. I did encounter um, uh, wanting to move on with it. I did encounter the the block of uh, females being uh, in the in the craft and not wanting us to be really fully in it. But in the Asian mm-hmm. countries, such as Japan, it's a part of their culture for the entire family mm-hmm. to be able to do the uh, the art of karate or variations of it because they have all kinds of you know variations of it. So it's mm-hmm. a part of their culture. But here in America, mm-hmm. um, slowly but surely, it is growing that more and more people mm-hmm. are learning the craft, or the art of karate, and also it it, it um, has a discipline of uh of you you're not starting fights but you know mm-hmm. what you need to do if someone messes with you to put it on to put it really mm-hmm. on the plate so mm-hmm. with that in mind i think if more of us that did that will learn or will or, or who want to learn the the, craft, the art of uh, karate it will set a discipline within you not to be a bully <laughs> that's mm-hmm. one
2: mm-hmm.
0: um but not to, to um to, to pick fights it's it's because it puts you in that state of of a it puts you in that state of a discipline and it is a wonderful craft to get into or well, art,
1: art
2: mm-hmm. No definitely before you, you
1: you trained for <clears throat> 2 weeks for black belt jones but how long were your training sessions was it four, six, eight hours a day for 2 weeks
0: Oh yeah, well, there were long sessions. Definitely long sessions. Um, I, or oh, as long as I could take it, um, as I remember. I don't recall it being like only two hours. I recall it being as long as we can go, and it, it, and it mm-hmm. really was expensive. Uh, the training was expensive, um, and again, Bob Wall with Chuck Norris and over with uh, Chuck Norris overseeing everything. And every now and then, I think Chuck also um, came in as well. But I remember Bob Wall and this other gentleman. I wish I could remember his name. <laughs> uh, but, yes, they were long sessions, definitely long sessions. You know, Gloria, I was
1: always curious about the entertainment industry. You work with people for weeks on end, and you become friends during that period of time, Richard Roundtree, Sydney Poitier. Did you I know he was your mentor, but did you stay in contact over the years with co-stars that you had dealt with?
0: You know, you really try to stay in contact, and things do happen when one's life. But basically, yes, when we see each other, is like old home week. It's like screaming and hollering. When they were honoring Sydney Poitier at the, at the Writers Guild, or Directors Guild, rather, I happened to be, I happened to sit down, and he came down the aisle to sit there, right next to me. You should have seen this. We were screaming and holling all over the place, and they were applauding him, <laughs> because when he came in, they're honoring him, and we were standing in the middle of that aisle, yelling at Stephen, holling and hugging and hugging and hugging, and people like, "What? This is for you, Sydney." <laughs> So, yeah, and indirectly we do stay in contact. Some of us there are periods we go through where we we say hello for a long period of time, and all of a sudden we seem to be off and running again in our careers. And hardly you have time to talk to anybody because you're so focused on where you're going and what you need to do because your calendar is so full. And I think you know you both know what I'm saying. So and then all of oh, a sudden yeah. it opens up again and there you are, you can make your phone calls to Maud Adams, um, George Lazenby, um Roger Moore, um, Richard Roundtree, um Jim because I did a movie with Jim Brown, uh um, big ripoff, uh if you recall. Mm-hmm. I starred in that movie with him. Um so y- yes, uh John John Daniels, I mean, yes, we do keep in contact. Uh, not as much as we'd like to, but we do keep in contact.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool! Now, you, you've you've paid attention to the the evolution of martial arts within the film industry since that is your industry. What do you think about the evolution from where you started with Black Belt Jones to what it's become today?
0: Well, well, one is um, first of all, I from the time of independent filmmaking up until the time of today, uh, we people of color are here to stay.
2: (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Yes, Mm ma'am.
0: Yes, we are definitely here to stay. That's as a whole. We people of color, we're here to stay. Because we fell off uh, the uh, the track back in 1975. All of a sudden, you didn't see any movies of our hue at all, starring uh, or whatever. Now, today, you do. But it's as far mm-hmm. as action movies are concerned, unfortunately, as far as women of color is concerned, and especially women, too, we don't see enough of us. And if they are, mm-hmm. they're not really... Um, the media is not pushing it. The media is not pushing it. And even if it mm-hmm. is made, it winds up being a DVD. The media is right. not pushing it. So what is up with that? Because the media is a lot of men. And I will say yes, the media is a lot of men. Mm-hmm. And I would say we still have an issue with the females being strong, and there are plenty of us, oh, plenty of us that mm-hmm. are strong, and plenty of us that can kick plenty butt on screen. And yeah, on yeah. Screen. But, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. But to say that to continue to make out that women are just mothers, and and to be a mother, it takes a lot. First of all, a mother to have a child. She walks through the shadow of death to have that child, and vice versa. So a woman is awesome, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> She's strong, mm-hmm. and a man can't do that, okay? So, yeah. <laughs> um, what I'm trying to say is that we need to get away from this whole myth of this this uh, this look of a Barbie doll.
2: <laughs>
0: Barbie doll mm-hmm. needs to be just thrown aside with that frail body right. and no muscles and uh, and a submissive attitude. Totally, I mean, we are submissive when we want to be,
2: <laughs> of course. <laughs> but,
0: um, <laughs> and when we when we when we want to be is right. But but this <laughs> total total thing about Barbie doll. I mean, I really have a thing about Barbie doll. I just want to take her and put her put her put her in the drawer and just close it forever and put a lock on it because that is a misnomer. Mm-hmm. Women are not like that at all. Okay, mm-hmm. and we're very strong. So yes. Um, And once we are looked upon as we can be equals to a point, and we all, you know, men have their area and we have ours.
2: But where we Mm -hmm.
0: serve, we can do that. You know, I would like to see Mm -hmm. more women in in movies. I would like starring in action movies. I really would. And I think it would be very, very, very interesting. Angelina Jolie, I loved her. You know, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden we don't see her anymore doing anymore. I love her. You know, mm-hmm. I'd like to see more of us as well.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's a, it, it was funny that you brought up the Barbie doll thing, because, you know, it's uh I I I don't see very many like martial arts movies that have just average body type women, you know, and kicking butt. You know what I mean? It's like they it's, out like, there. have to be the Barbie dolls. And they're out there. That's right. And, you know, we see a lot of the, I mean, granted, this is not taking away from the, you know, you know, the well-built women, you know, the quote unquote, the, what no, most people would consider Barbie doll. It's not taking away from that because if, you know, if like I, like I always say, you know, women can do martial arts just as much as men can. Um, but it's, it's it, I, I just thought it was great that you brought up the Barbie doll thing because that still is prevalent in the media. That you know, the right. women have to have legs up to here and boobs up there, there, you know, and kick butt. You know what? You know what happened to the average average body type, ladies and stuff. So, um, so that yeah, that's that's great that you brought that up. Well, Russell, yeah, it's funny you
1: mention that because uh, Melissa McCarthy, which is a bigger woman, is doing that new movie with uh, Jason Statham, and she does kick a little butt in it. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. yes, it's about time. Right? Okay. Well, that's one. Okay, that's one. Yeah. But we need more. I agree. No, absolutely. We need I agree. More.
1: Absolutely. I agree.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we just need more, and we need to see it more. And 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 they are commanding an audience. There is an audience, so they can't say there mm-hmm. is not.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Well, agreed. Gloria,
1: Gloria, with that with that said, uh, the media is predominantly male driven. Am I right or wrong? Right.
0: Right, and if the media is the journalists, they are men. There are more men mm-hmm. still in the in the media than there are women, and, and right. also the mm. men who oversee them, they oversee the the groups of journalists that are out there are men. So, and and it's so it's so, it, 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 you have to go with the norm. What do you, you can't well, when in Rome, you do as the Romans do if you want to be there.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know,
0: so that's what's going on. So, this give and take mm-hmm. and the conversation we're having, people are going to carry it on. So, that in itself, mm-hmm. and putting the conversation out there, it's, it's happening, but we need it to happen more often. And,
3: and uh, much sooner. Because it, it almost and seems the, that, like, um... oh, go ahead, Gloria.
0: And when I was growing up, I always had muscle. If you looked at me mm-hmm. from behind, you might have thought I was a dude. Because I, I'm an I'm an amateur athlete. I've always been an amateur athlete. For whatever the reason, I, I love sports. I just love it. Across the board, whatever comes to my mind to do, I try to do. So when I was coming up, the average female looked at me. I didn't look like the average girl. So the guys mm-hmm. would always say, too bad she's a guy. That's what they would say. Too bad she's a guy. Oh, and even, man. Even when I was coming up, because I had, I had eyes that looked like a Football player. I had a neck. Mm-hmm. I had arms. So today, I'm living today to see women that look like I look with muscles mm-hmm. and their calves and their arms. I'm saying yes. So it's happening. Mm-hmm. you Can't say it's not happening. Women are now picking right. up 65 pounds. Women are now picking up 45. First of all, when a woman picks up her child. How much does your child weigh? 40 pounds. So shut up. That woman's picking up 40 pounds. <laughs> so there's no way a woman stands there and tells me, I can't pick that up. And I say, how old is your kid? Uh, and how much does he weigh? <laughs> oh, he weighs around 45 pounds. Oh, really? Don't tell me nothing. You pick him up, don't tell me nothing. Women mm-hmm. do pick up the weight, if they like it or not. <laughs> yep. Yeah And they've you been know, doing I mean, it all
2: for a long time. Mhm.
0: Even that little you kid know, who's I've six punched- years old that wants to jump in her arm. She's got him in her arms. He weighs around sixty or seventy pounds. Shut up. Yeah. That's you
2: know, <laughs> I mean
3: I I've yet to, you know, it's like I, I know guys that can't that can't curl 70 pounds. So it's like, you know, the right. so women right. out there, listen to what
0: Gloria is saying. You know, oh, don't yeah. I mean, do flip. Basically, they can beat up, man, they can do yeah. it anytime they want. They're picking up that 60-year-old, 60-year-old kid. How much do 60-year-old kids weigh? Okay. <laughs> exactly. That, you know, mm-hmm. tell me that crap. Oh, well, I'm a- Yep,
3: I, I must say you were you were the epitome of fitness back then. I mean, you know muscles galore. I mean, you're being and you're being humble when you say, "Oh, you know, I was built." You know, I had enough. You were, you were just you were just built. I mean, muscles well. galore, and that is not guy. I don't know what the guys were saying. You know, I mean,
0: that's gosh. <laughs> well I hate to tell you I'm just I hate to tell you I'm still I'm still lifting weights. I'm I'm running backwards.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm I'm climbing stairs. I've got a um I did seventy five flights straight up without stopping. I'm coming first place in my age group and um second place also, but I'm I'm doing stairs. I'm uh, and then, like I said, and I'm still running, uh et cetera. I haven't stopped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I still got most. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
5: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah I just happened upon a, a a photo of you at a book signing, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Gloria's got guns. She does. <laughs> she, does. She, does. she does. Gloria's got some guns
0: going on. Wow. <laughs> That's, that is that is that is so awesome. Still got the guns. And yeah. being, a, being a mature woman, and they asked me, can I take you? You need any help with your bags at the supermarket? I said no. I gotta flex my pecs just like you do. <laughs> That's awesome.
5: Yeah. And, and since we're
3: on the subject, you, you know, since we're on the subject, you know, do do you find that um, you know, when when women are, you know, pardon my French, bitching and moaning about, oh, I can't carry this, I can't carry that. Do you think? Do you think that some women are actually just playing into what they feel a role should be? For for women,
0: I love us. I love us, ladies. I think we are awesome. We know how to adjust. We know when the right game to play and what we have to play to be charming for our wonderful men, and to be beautiful in our own way, and to compromise uh, and uh, and not argue and try our best to get some kind of uh, leverage as to having our way at the same time pleasing the man, we do what we need to do. So to say we play into and we make believing, we do what we need to do. But we all mm-hmm. know our strength. We really do. But as the protocol is concerned, when a man takes out your chair, be grateful for it. He's being gracious yes, to you.
2: Yes, ma'am. Because
0: he's showing his affection to you also. Um, and when he mm-hmm. opens the door for you, He's also showing you uh, respect and, and affection if he buys you a gift, if he pays for your meal, um, even husbands, and takes you out and dances with you. Because men basically, they, honey, you know, you have a brother. If you have a brother, you have a father. It seems like mm-hmm. most men fall into a, a thing of, if it ain't about me, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> mm-hmm. If it ain't about me, I don't want to hear it.
2: Well
1: William, we have another caller on the line that would like to speak with you. And I do know who this is and I'd like to introduce him. Uh he's he's one I've always said he must be an actor because he's too pretty to do anything else. Please tell me what
2: <laughs> and he's a
1: and I'm I'm proud and very honored to call you my friend. <laughs> Robert Parham, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great.
5: <laughs> oh
0: my God! You know, I I've yet to tell them that I met you, um, uh, when I met you a couple of years ago, that I found out that you were a relative.
2: <laughs> yes, really. What?
3: <laughs> yes. Wow. What? Okay. Story. Story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it's a small world, but I, I'm just calling in to say congratulations to Gloria. She's been a big inspiration to me and to many of the people I know throughout the years. She's a beautiful person. She is kind hearted and I just love her. I love you, Gloria.
2: I love you too, <laughs> well Aww. Aww. <laughs> <so> <laughs> And she'll she'll
1: be appearing at my booth at Dragonfest. So if you're at oh, Dragonfest, cool. come on down and say hi to Gloria.
3: Definitely. Oh, we'll okay. be there. Very cool. We we've got a
1: booth there as well.
0: Wow. Yeah, we'll be there. I'm gonna have the opportunity yeah. to meet you in person. Yeah.
3: Well we're looking forward to that, Gloria. That'll be that'll be great. Thank you. We'll, awesome. We're we're
1: we're actually in, both of us all actually three of us on the line now are ambassadors to the Managers Hall of Fame. So uh, wow. we'll be there we'll all be there as well. Yes, wow. we'll be there June sixth. Wow. wow. Yes. Yeah, so well, I know I got
0: I got to make sure I get my my, my wardrobe together then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: with, with that, I have to leave. I'm actually in a production meeting right now, and uh, I'll talk okay. to you guys later, Gloria. I will see you. Love you. Bye bye. Okay. Love Take you. Take care, my friend. Bye bye. Okay, thank you. Bye, Robert.
3: And that was Robert Parham, Grandmaster Robert Yay. Parham, ambassador to the Yay. Masters Hall of Fame. And uh, busy, 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 busy on the set. Big producer. Wow. Yes. Awesome. Wow, wow. Who really? else is going to call? If anyone else wants to call in, <laughs> give wow, us a call. That was so awesome. Seven. That was
0: awesome. It
3: was. That was awesome. Yes. When his number popped up, uh, I was like, I wonder, I wonder if that's Robert. Hmm. So if anyone else wants to call in and speak with Gloria Hendry, please give us a call, 347-677-0699. We also have a chat board on our Blog Talk Radio show marquee. Just scroll a little bit down under our marquee on Blog Talk Radio, and you'll see a chat board. We've got several people on the chat board right now talking about the great subject that we've been talking about, about women in the media, the evolution of uh, martial arts in the media, and all sorts of great stuff. So speaking of media, yeah. Speaking of media, let's uh, step away a little bit, away from movies in a sense. Um, so you have a CD out, oh, am I right?
0: I, I don't know how long CD. it's been out. <laughs> I have a book out. Oh, got it. Okay. I have Yeah, I have a book out that's called Gloria Bond and all. Oh, cool.
3: Yeah, that's and it's awesome. on Amazon. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, got it. Amazon, I'm looking can it up see, right now. You see? It? Yeah, do I'm you see looking it? it up right now. Let's see here. amazon.com. Let me uh right. Of course, I've got the slow internet. <laughs> right? Of course. Of course,
0: and, and it's very it. timely.
3: <laughs> Gloria, Yeah, Gloria
0: bond and all, it it's a splice of my life, it's a memorabilia um as well as uh, film, somewhat of a filmography
2: well,
1: sure, up until a
2: point. A mm-hmm. the oh, I
1: hate when that happens. You need to call Oh, what
2: was here it
3: is. Here it is, Gloria Bond and all. Uh, and uh, here's a here's a little bit uh, about the book for anyone that wants to go check it out because it's only nine ninety nine for for the Kindle. Uh,
0: that's for all Kindle, so yeah. Kindle, yeah. Also, I have it in hard books as well. Oh, cool. Oh, well, very okay. cool. And uh,
3: uh, the the uh, a little bit about the book. Um, in this autobiography, Gloria Hendry shares her life and career, best known as Rosie Carver in the James Bond 007 thriller, Live and Let Die, where she appears opposite Roger Moore in his very first Bond film, Hendry, the first woman of color as a 007 love interest, quote-unquote, um, also, Henry makes history as one of the first lead female action figures to perform her stunts when stunt women of color were non-existent in significant roles in the in the beginning of independent films um, and in films like Black Caesar, um, the ha- uh, and Black Belt Jones. So, yeah, very cool. So go check it out, folks. If you're a Gloria Henry fan and you don't already have this book or haven't heard of it, go check it out. Gloria Bond. And all in Kindle format and in hardback. Right on. Very cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much.
3: Right on. Decided to wanted to plug that plug that book. And um, you were you you also um, is it true that uh, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to remember because I don't have my notes here. You produced the Paul Robeson story, I correct? Did it, did
2: it
0: um i directed uh i directed it yes i did yes i did oh right on
2: yes
3: and um in 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 the director's chair how was how was that how was that different from being from being in front of the camera versus behind the camera
0: Oh it was one i really i enjoy directing very very much um and as an actress uh i could i could help the actor get to the core mm-hmm. of what what's being projected because when you are, as the actor, actress, it's difficult to be objective because it's such a subjective mm-hmm. art. So being a director, mm-hmm. you can see it and how it's being portrayed is, and then you can mold it, help the actor come out of the state of being into what you need to see. And there is a big difference from your consciousness as to what you're thinking and as to what's being projected on camera, mm-hmm. and there's a or even on the on the stage. That's what I love mm-hmm. about uh, directing is that wow. aspect of and that awakening to myself as an actress to see that that's what you need to do and it's not the same thing that's going on in your mind as what is really being projected hmm Yes. Wow, I really right. On. I really enjoyed
3: it. Very cool. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Bob, I've been talking a lot. <laughs> That's okay. I'm used let's, to it. Let's oh man. Let's give the mic over to Bob.
2: <laughs> okay, well
1: Gloria, <laughs> well, I do have a I'll, major question that may be plaguing their minds. Uh, our listeners' minds, when you were starting in the industry, because you were in the two largest ego-driven industries in the world, martial arts and entertainment. When you started, (laughs) did you think that you would have this kind of impact that you have over the years?
0: No. Not at all. I'm still baffled. (laughs) <laughs> because of the times. It was such it was such a turbulent time, uh, because we had mothers and fathers and churches and, and and teachers and corporate structure running at us as people of color saying we're sick and tired of the the um the stereotype of prostitution and guns and killing and drugs and stop this and, and the marches with the core and the schnick and trying to get us to stop these kind of movies from happening. And we, as actors were saying, we are pioneering. It's like babies out here for the first time. We are now having people see us, people of color, in the films. And so we have to grow. We're like It's like a child. We have to grow, and our audience grows with us. We become more sophisticated. So you'll come see the other type of movies that we have, like historical pieces like Billie Holiday's Story, like, um, you know, uh, Bessie Smith, et cetera. I mean, or or cartoons and get into the, the Disney aspect and have our wonderful cartoons with us of color. But we were stopped because of the turbulent time um, and, and we were being picketed upon and, 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 and slanderized in the newspaper. If you look back at that time, and around 1975, all of a sudden everything came to a stop. It was nothing. And a lot of us were living in our cars um a number of us some of us committed suicide. I hate to say that, and some of us um left the business entirely for almost twenty years. If you look at that period almost ten mm-hmm. to almost fifteen to twenty years, nothing of anything that was all of our Hugh producing and putting out movies because that was independent filmmaking. When it, when it came out with the, was it, was it Betamax? What was that that mm-hmm. we were filming with? That Superfly, Ron O'Neill, when he came out with Superfly, mm-hmm. he was filming that in Harlem and he wrote the story. That became big. Also, um, Sweet Sweetback, Badass Song by Melvin Van Peoples, when he came back mm-hmm. home from France. And he brought his film under his arm. He was able to go to the theaters, theater houses and give it to them to play. We can't do that
2: today. Mm-hmm. That market mm-hmm. was
0: open for us to do that. And so those movies were being played and people, it was getting out into the media. Where is this coming from? And it was also the demise of the industry of MGM, Paramount, 20th century. They were going under that people were not going to the movies during that period of time. That's mm-hmm. how independent movies came through, because there was a void. People weren't going to the movies, and when they saw us, it was like, oh, my God, something new, something different. Oh, my God, let me see what they look like. Oh, my God. All over the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Black Bell Jones made $3 million in China. I mean, what? that was unheard of. $3 That's a million million during money. that time. During that time, that was yeah. big money. In 73, oh, and in and 74, money. that was big money,
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know, and and uh, Black Caesar, that was big money during that time, mm-hmm. and so, wow. and, but then all of a sudden, everything stopped, bellied up around 75, 76, was nothing, so what I say, when you're saying to me that we were pioneering, yes, we were, but we were fighting our buns off to try our darnest to stay in business and build our own stars. We needed mm-hmm. to build our own stars. And so we had box office. So we can say so-and-so, other than just having a Diane, Diana Ross, who, who had a big company behind her, you know, mm-hmm. like Barry Gordy in Motown, or like Sidney um, uh, uh, Courtier, who had one of the major studios behind him. Harry Belafonte had a major studio behind him. I mean, but there weren't many of us who were independently mm-hmm. out here doing it. And so, yes, it was one hell of a time. No, we didn't realize we were making history. We thought we would be forgotten about because there was a void. There was a long Mm -hmm. period where Mm -hmm. you didn't hear about any of us. Mm -hmm. A long period, over 10 years, you didn't hear about any of us. So, yeah, no, we didn't realize it. And all of a sudden now, history is wonderful, I tell you. Everybody is making history, and don't you forget it. There is no mm-hmm. one not walking through life without making history. Now, how it is accepted or how it is viewed at a later date, every piece of it has its time. And so I guess this is my time or our time, and I'm coming from that period. It is our time, and mm-hmm. I guess for this moment, for this moment uh, in time, happens to be for me, and and, and it's really like I'm, I'm in awe. And I'm in surprise and 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 uh, taken aback and I'm humbled at the same time. And I'm enjoying it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, a lot of pain is with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. My family rejected me from doing nudes oh. in Black Caesar. Remember Black Caesar? Now nudes today mm-hmm. is nothing. But back in the right. day, to do that love scene was at, was obscene. Mm-hmm. And it was oh. a, it was called X to okay. in those times. We don't have. X, oh right. X, X, X. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we just have R. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you're but right. Was R you know, back then too, like... there was R back then too, but it went into X X X.
2: Then. Oh. <laughs> right.
0: Huh. We had R right. back then, yeah, well, But it was but it yeah, went into you the know, X area that nudity. You see. Oh, And so when I was That's kissing funny, Roger Moore hard. on set, that was blacked out in a number of theater houses across the country, across this country.
3: Wow. Then
0: that love scene. And it was, my name was mm-hmm. on the marquee. It was taken off. So it's just it's just awesome. I mean, there's so much to say. At the same time, um, history is history. It's wonderful how history, like a, a diamond, it comes through mm-hmm. and it begins to be polished. It's great, but in in the midst of making history, there's a lot going on
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: right
0: <laughs>
3: well definitely wow. definitely you and uh and everyone did make an impact um whether you knew it or not at the time um and definitely we thank you for it. The martial arts community thanks you for it because you know not only were you all uh motivations for women um all women. Uh, all women, women of color, every so woman happy. out there too. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, uh, and like you said earlier, you know, unless you know what strengths that you've, uh, played upon, you, 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 you need someone to tell you. And, you know, the martial arts does appreciate your contributions to that and every, ev- everybody else. And, uh, you know, that's, that's gonna be the quote going on the, uh, the, uh, uh, Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. I almost forgot the name of our show. <laughs> awesome. and, uh, you know, that, that we are here to stay. That's you know that's uh, that's gonna be a quote going up on the on the Facebook page. <laughs> it's that's wonderful. Awesome. I'm so
0: happy because even karate for a moment lost his momentum, and I'm so mm-hmm. happy it come back even stronger.
3: Yes. Yeah. It uh, very briefly it uh, kind of lost it in the. Uh, until uh oh, what movie was it that brought it back out? I think it was uh, uh yeah, God, it I might have know. been Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that that I brought martial right. arts back. Yeah.
2: Yes.
3: Yeah, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja the Turtles, Ninja. I think, is what brought it back because it I'm went through point. this 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 period of almost ten years where, you know, yay, you do karate, but it wasn't really you know big right. in in the media. And you, you either studied it or you didn't, and it was cool if you did. But then when right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out, then it was boom! Every karate yeah. school across the country, you know, were taking in kids and women and teens Wonderful. and, you know, and men. And, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's movies such as the ones that you and Jim Kelly did, um, as well as Bruce Lee, that, that really set the bar for martial arts movies today and martial arts as we know it.
0: And That's Jim, Kelly, cool. and Jim mm-hmm. Kelly was, I think, one of the first Americans who set karate for America and put it
2: on the mm-hmm. show. Yes. He, yep. won
0: got a, he, he won an award, and I, I, won a, I can't quite quote it right now, but it was a very large award, and it was the first of its kind for this country. Mm-hmm. And that's why Warner yeah. Brothers chose him to do uh, a number of movies with, because he was like a Bruce. Uh, he was like um, a Bruce
2: Lee. Mm-hmm.
0: And, that, and Black Belt Jones was Jim Kelly's first leading role. Mm-hmm. First leading movie. Yeah, that. Leading role movie. yeah.
3: Yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, that that was a, that was a great movie also. Very. Yeah, cool. I
0: hope I haven't said too much. I hope I haven't. Started. Oh, no. I mean, oh,
3: I'm no. not trying to. No. Yeah. Oh, no. It's we, scary,
0: you know, we. we
3: yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, we for our show, we normally have like a 90 minute window that we can play with. And uh, wherever the conversation goes, you know, we, we want to make sure that the, the conversation just flows freely and we can talk about anything we want. So that's awesome. Very cool. However, we are coming to the top of our broadcast hour. Um, now this is the, this is a, a weird question, but um,
0: do you know if you have a fan club? <laughs> I have um, there I was... a number of fans. <laughs> it's like I have a fan club in France. Um, uh, okay. I have a fan page uh, in France, and I think I have one in Germany, but I don't know about one here.
3: Huh. Because I was going to, uh, I was going to tell the listeners, hey, you know, if you, if you're a fan of uh, Gloria Hendry, you know, check out her fan club, her her fan club. Um, but I didn't know if you had a fan club, so check it out, folks. Uh, just look up Gloria Hendry fan club, and uh, if you want to join the fan club, please do.
1: <laughs>
5: so, see
3: Bob, do you have any last uh, questions for Gloria
1: before we go off air? No, this was a very enlightening show. I learned a lot about the past uh, struggles, trials, and tribulations. uh, uh, Mm -hmm. This is really historic, which is a a great topic for us. I really enjoyed it, Gloria, and I do look forward to meeting you in two weeks. Same here.
3: Definitely. Definitely. Two weeks. Gosh. I better get my wardrobe together, too. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm going to be (laughs) able to put the...
1: You girls are so funny. You you know what a guy is like? A guy goes over to the corner, grabs a shirt, picks it up, sniffs it to see if he can wear it
0: one more day. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like about the guys. They have such a free spirit.
2: (laughs) They do. They do. And it's
3: funny, like, you know, the past years that we've been going to the Masters Hall of Fame, uh, he'll say, okay, let's go back and let's get changed. And there's only like an hour. And I'll be like, dude. I need to hop in the shower, I gotta do my hair, I gotta do my makeup, I gotta squeeze
2: into this dress and he's all like, What? <laughs> <laughs> Give me at exactly least my point. 90 minutes. I love men. Yeah. They've
0: got such freedom. I'm so jealous of them. I, I tell know. you. <laughs> I, gosh. No. I, me too. Uh, you know, if I mm-hmm. could just like
3: sniff a
2: shirt and go, hmm,
3: can I wear it another day?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh,
3: oh my gosh, goodness, well, Gloria! It. Thank you, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule and joining us. Uh, we do look forward to meeting you in a couple weeks, and also seeing you again at at Dragon Fest. So, yes. wow, very cool. Real yeah, cool. So yeah. I have a- yeah, have a great rest of the weekend and we'll see you real soon. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so I much. Too. Awesome. Thank
2: I really you. have Roy a myself.
3: wonderful weekend. Thank you. Thank you. We did too. Bye. Thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye bye. And that now. was Gloria Hendry. Wow. What an what an awesome show. Um a lot of enlightening information and uh um straight from straight from someone who's been there back then uh ha doing stuff in the entertainment uh industry as a woman of color. That's that's just so awesome. righty, folks
2: that,
0: we
3: were, That was
1: and yep, we, we, we had, had Robert Parm call in and uh
0: Cliff and Stewart Cliff call Stewart. in. That was amazing. Yeah. It
3: was. And uh it was a great show and we thank all of you listeners and uh to our people on the chat board, are they still there? We got Tony Collins and Deb Evans still on the chat board. Thanks for, uh, oh, Tony Collins says, "Stop telling our secrets about what, Tony?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> about the shirt tip thing. Oh, <laughs> well,
0: you guys better be smelling
3: good for Masters Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, let's Anyhow, talk about next week. Yes, let's talk about next week. Next week, we are going to see how many of our inductees, me and Sifu Bob's inductees, we can get on the line at the same time um, talking about – I was thinking, Bob, talking about the evolution of martial arts, not only personally for them – but what they've seen. And we're going to talk about all sorts of, you know, if we do something like that, we, we, we could run the gamut and talk all two hours if we wanted to, because the evolution of martial arts has gone from, from um, you know, just practicing, you know, uh, with a teacher at their house, to learning martial arts um, in the service, right, Army, Navy, you know, that kind of thing, um, to the movies, like what we talked about with Gloria Henry today, to MMA. Um, and to the the nature of its practitioners through that time. So I don't know. What do you think, Bob? I think it would be a great subject.
1: I think that will be a great subject because some of our inductees have been around for 40 or 50 years in the martial arts. Some 30. That's right. Some, uh, I don't think we've got anybody under 30 years in.
3: No, no. And, uh, you know, for people that have been around like 20, 30, 40, even 50 years, I mean, you know, you're seeing the evolution of martial arts not only through your own styles and through your own practice but also, you know, in the media, you know, in um in in anything. You know what I mean? Even in how dojos are run, even how people look at the definition of martial arts. I mean, I mean, I can't believe that, you know, some people number 1 uh automatically automatically think that martial arts is karate. Or that UFC is martial arts. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe it. It's like, oh my gosh. I, you know, I mean, like one of my friends on Facebook put up this uh, put up this picture that was titled, um, "And no, we do not quote unquote train UFC." I've been asked that. Do you teach UFC? What?
2: Yeah. And <laughs> by gonna... the way, that friend. By the way, that friend was me.
3: The, that 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 no that yeah. that was my that I thought I thought that was my buddy Marlo Farrellin Oh it, could,
1: it you know it could have been I shared it as well
3: Yeah yeah that was uh, Marlo Farrellin cuz he actually made it for his school um because he gets it at, he gets he gets asked that all the time at at his school uh, he's got like rings and <laughs> you know uh, bag cages and stuff like that so people ask him all the time do you do you teach ufc and he's like i'm so tired of being asked that as if ufc is the martial arts so anyway we're going to talk about stuff like that the evolution of it um evolution of teachers and the way schools are ran and dojos and mcdojos and stuff like that so we're gonna see about getting all our people in and since we have tony collins uh still on the chat board tony are you in just type yes or no so anyway, that'll be next week. We air next week at 6 p.m. Don't miss that episode. It's gonna be great. So thanks everyone for for tuning in, and we'll talk to everybody next week. Bye bye now. See ya. We're gonna end up. We're gonna end off the show with uh, another announcement about the Masters Hall of Fame.
1: The Masters Hall of Fame 2015 one of the
3: premier martial arts events on the West Coast.
1: This year's event will be held June 6, 2015 at the famed Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood, California.
3: The Masters Hall of Fame motto is Recognizing Excellence in the Martial Arts. And each year, martial artists from many styles are selected by the Hall of Fame to be recognized for their contributions for their community and for the martial arts world. Tickets are going fast, so get yours now by going to www.mastershalloffame.org. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you next week. Bye-bye.